Now, would you turn with me, please, to that portion of God's word that we read? The Gospel of Jesus Christ according to Matthew, Matthew chapter 5, and we read again the words as we seek the help of the Holy Spirit in verse 6. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. There is one thing that marks each and every one of us. And it's something that perhaps we may not like to think. But within each and every one of us, there is a spirit, and it is the spirit of the Pharisee. We come here. And we see that the Lord Jesus Christ, in this Sermon on the Mount, this which has been called the manifesto of his kingdom, because Christ contrasts his teaching here in the Sermon on the Mount with what the Pharisees were teaching. You remember he uses that example towards the, the end of the part that we, we read. It had been said of old that uh, thou shalt not kill, and if someone would kill, then that would bring judgment. But Christ is saying the letter of the law and the infringement of the law is not so much in the infringement of the exact law, but it is what is in the heart. And when Christ comes here, it is no surprise, as he begins to, to preach throughout his ministry, this, this work of the heart, to, to examine the heart, to look into the heart, that he would say at the very end, coming towards the end of his ministry, will ye also go away? The most difficult kind of preaching surely will be that preaching that shines the spotlight into the heart and shows us what is in the heart. Well, each of these Beatitudes here, uh, they open with the word blessed, and the word blessed is, is, is happy, it's, it's, it's content. Uh, it is to have that, that word, to have that sense within the soul that there is the light within the soul. And each one of those, they, they kind of build uh, on the one prior. Now, they are, each and every one of them, uh, a mark of grace. And there can indeed be an overemphasis on, uh, on the marks of grace uh, rather than uh, on the Christ of the marks. But nevertheless, friends, those marks of grace uh, are important so that we can come and examine ourselves 
before the Lord. Somebody had once, as they were commenting on Matthew's Gospel, chapter 5, they said that, quite rightly, that there is a shift here in these marks of, of grace. There is a movement uh, right down to verse uh, 6. And the, and the shift in verse 6, it no longer is looking at what the people uh, are. But now it's what the people do. So a Christian now is to be active. And we, we see that uh, in, in the words that we have in our text. It is they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. And we have this promise that when that is the activity of the soul, and that activity of the soul is placed there by the Lord uh, himself, that what we have here is a fulfillment of that. It is being filled. There is a satisfaction that takes place. And it is not something that is achieved but rather it is something that is received. I want us, as the Lord would enable us for a short while this morning to consider these words in verse 6 about the hunger and the thirst after righteousness. And I just say this by way of passing. These words were the words that uh, were prayed before we entered this building uh, from the minister's room uh, at the back. And that is uh, a confirmation that this is the word that we are to take to you this morning. The first thing that we notice here is that this, this hunger and this thirst after righteousness, that it is a, an insatiable hunger. It is a hunger that man cannot uh, of himself satisfy. You notice here it says, blessed are they which do hunger, which do hunger. This, this hunger that the, uh, the man or the woman or the young person has who the Lord is, is satisfying, it is a hunger that nobody else can satisfy. And it's a hunger that has been placed within their hearts. It is a hunger that is implanted. You know, that is a thought this morning, that if we are here in this building and we have this hunger after the things of the Lord, a hunger after Christ in all of his fullness, a hunger uh, to be satisfied, not in the outward things, but to be satisfied within the heart, that that is there by divine impartation that it is there by the work of the Holy Spirit. It's, it's not by a, a work or a desire of mine. My desire would be, would be like those in the wilderness, and your desire would be like those in the wilderness. You would, you would hunger after the, the outward manner. You would look for the outward food. But when there is that hunger in the very depths of the soul, it is the Lord that has placed it here. It is the Lord that has placed it there. And friends, when the Lord has placed it there, we are, we are like the, the woman in the Song of Solomon. 
You will remember that she goes and she, she seeks him whom her soul loveth. She seeks him and she finds him not for a while. And then as she goes out into the streets, uh, which, which a, a woman in those days would not do, but as she goes out to, to seek to have her soul satisfied, other suitors are there. Oh, you can imagine who they might be. They might be the ministers of the gospel. Uh, they might be those who, who are the watchmen, the, uh, the, the elders or the deacons or, or other members. But you see, that was not going to satisfy her soul. She wanted the one whom her soul loved. She wanted the one who had, who had made this uh, uh, intimation to her soul, as it were. She would not settle for another. The one who makes that to your soul, my soul, uh, this morning is Jesus Christ. He shall be called the Lord our righteousness. Jeremiah chapter 23. The Lord our, our righteousness. In other words, this morning, there is nothing that can satisfy my soul, but to have the one who is my justification before God. What about, what about my works before God? Oh, friends, they are no justification at all. Can I not, can I not bring those, um, my goodness before the Lord? No, friends, we cannot. Because it is the one who is the Lord, our righteousness, that we must hunger after. And he alone can, can fill that, that hunger. Christ would ask his disciples a very important question. Indeed, a, a, a vital question. Whom do men say that I am? And you will remember the, the answers they, they gave. Oh, some say that thou art Elijah and so on. But he says, who do you say that I am? Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. All oh, flesh and blood have not revealed this unto them. And friends, you remember that manna that we spoke about in the wilderness? Well, that manna was a manna that had to be supplied for their daily needs. Christ says that he is that manna that has come down from heaven. And that manna, as a man feeds upon it, he shall never hunger again. He will never have a desire to hunger again because he feeds upon Christ. And those who have this insatiable hunger... And as they feed upon Christ, they, they feed upon even the, the molecules of his word. The crumb that falls from the master's table will be enough to sustain and enough to satisfy the appetite of one that has been truly touched by grace. Just a, a way of a side of that. The 
the word of God is, is, is so vitally important uh, in these things. It is the word which is uh, there to sustain us and to in, encourage us. But friends, when we are spiritually exercised, when we have that, that illumination uh, of the Spirit within our hearts, we can look uh, at a word, we can hear a word, we can feed our souls uh, upon a word. We can feed upon that for many a day, for many a week, for many a month. Because it is by faith that it becomes constantly new unto us. So this, this implanted righteousness, it makes the, the soul long after holiness. And that will be so with the Christian that we, we long after holiness. Uh, we, are, we are told they are of, of the fruit of the Spirit. It's not the fruits of the Spirit, although there are many, but it is the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians. So in other words, where the Spirit is within the heart, there is this, this great array of fruit. And friends, you will see that fruit in your heart when you have that insatiable hunger. Now, it might not be, and it should not be, all that you would desire it to be. Uh, we, we come and we, we look at that fruit and uh, perhaps we say, well, that, that fruit is, is, is not as large as it should be. Uh, and, and the growth and grace is not as great as it could be. But the question this morning is this. If I am not as I ought to be, at least can you say this, I am not what I used to be. And, and I do see over the, over the years of my experience or, or over the months of my experience, I do see something of that growth and grace. The true child of God will be so carried by that desire. Isn't that what we sang in Psalm 42? As the heart panted after the water brook, so panted my soul after thee, O God. Now, that, that word there is, uh, so panted my soul after thee, O God. You'll notice what, what we have there in the, uh, the metrical version uh, in, in Psalm 42 that we, we sang, uh, that, that gives a, a, a slight augmentation on, on what we, we read in the prose version in chapter 42 of Psalms. Like as the heart for water brooks in thirst dot pant and bray. In thirst dot pant and bray. There is a, a, a audibility that comes out of the soul that panted after the Lord, that hungers after thirst and, and thirst after the Lord. That, that brain there is, there is an expression that comes out of the heart. In other words, someone who has this hunger is not someone who can keep this hunger uh, within themselves. 
It is, there is an expression, there is a, a brain there, and, and the metrical version has captured that. In other words, there is a, a, a confession, there is, there is a delighting, and there is a, a, a speaking of it. And it will be carried to others, but it will be carried onto the Lord himself, even in prayer. So this insatiable hunger will also have this, this other mark associated with it. There will be prayer. And it will not be just the saying of prayers, but it will be a real wrestling with the Lord in prayer. How was it that they knew that Saul of Tarsus had been converted? How did they know that here was a man that had uh, gone from death unto life? They knew it because he prayed. He prayed. So there is a, an insatiable hunger, but there is a, a clear demonstration in the second place of this hunger. There is a manifestation of the hunger. And there are five things uh, associated with this manifestation of the hunger, how it can be clearly seen. There is a, literally hunger is, is the idea of, of hunger pangs uh, itself. And, and this is, this is a, a severe hunger. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. There is a clear hunger. And you will remember that, that this was, was, was so uh, even in, in the Old Testament, and we sang about that in, in, in Psalm uh, 107. And that, that, that soreness that is associated with this hunger after, after Christ uh, in, in verse 5, For thirst and hunger in them faints their soul, when straits them press, they cry unto the Lord, and he them frees from their distress. So there is, uh, if you like here, uh, the pangs of this hunger. And it is, it is painful. And maybe it is so this morning, friends, and you know this in your, in your own experiences, uh, you, you hunger after the things of the Lord. Uh, there's maybe a pain associated with that. And believer, that pain might be as you you look within yourself and you're not seeing those marks as you you expect to see or you you ought to see. And, and that has cast you down. And as that has cast you down, there, 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 there comes the, this pain, and, and the pain comes from many questions that you are asking. Well, friends, let me say this. If you come to the point of examination, and that is what the Beatitudes uh, were designed to do, to have us examine our souls and to, to look at our souls. If we come to that and we, we merely look at ourselves and we, we go away like the man who, who glances in the mirror and doesn't uh, remember what his face looks like, and we see no sin, there's something wrong with the examination. There's something wrong with the examination. And the examination, when you see the pain, the examination is, is not so much that you, you see uh, the, uh, the inadequacies, but indeed it is a mark that you do see them. 
And you see each and every one of them. And Christian, I'm speaking to you this morning as I speak to my own heart, that we see each and every one of them. For that is, that is a mark that we have spiritual sight and spiritual faith when we see those. But it might be this morning that I'm speaking to somebody and the Lord has, has, has been working. And he's been working in your life. And he's been working in your heart. And, and, and you do uh, have a, a hunger at times. But then at other times, you, you seem to be satisfied by the, the things around about. And you don't seem to, to have that, that great uh, insatiable hunger that only the Lord can fill. Well, what is it that you're doing? Are you going out and you're dining elsewhere to look for that to fill the vacancy and the hunger that is within your heart? Well, friends, if it is a hunger that's in the heart, it's only Christ that can fill it and no one else. And you need to come to him and no one else. So this, this hunger will have a pang. This, this hunger can only be satisfied by, by something that sustains it. It uh, can only be satisfied by, by filling itself. And it can only be satisfied by, by the filling of that which is nourishing and that which is wholesome. You know today, and, and you'll know this yourselves, we, 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 we live in a, in a fickle age. The world around us is, is all confused. It's all confused. Uh, you, you, you see that uh, on the left and you see it on the right. But very often what we are seeing today is uh, that many uh, who, who would profess the Lord's name are also confused. And they are in a state of confusion. You see, they, they, they are not settled. And, and they have this, 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 this fleeting and this, this hovering uh, within them. And, and they are looking for, for something else. And, and, and it's outward things. Or maybe it's prestige. Uh, maybe it's to be part of, uh, uh, of, of something bigger or... Uh, there, there we say it very often today, people go and they follow a man, they follow a, 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 a preacher. Our friends, as we said, there should be only one preacher that is heard. And that is the Holy Spirit himself. And where the Spirit feeds, there there is feeding. And if it is a, a man that we are looking to to feed, well, friends, there will be hunger uh, all the days of our spell pilgrimage here below. So it has to be by a satisfaction of that which sustains, and it is Jesus Christ, the one who sustains, because he is that bread of life that is broken for us. Hunger will drive a man to uncontrollable ends. Hunger is a, a, is a basic instinct. Wasn't that the reason 
that the children of Israel they 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 left the land of uh, they left the land of their, their their parents and they went down into Egypt, down into the place uh, where the Lord would forbid them throughout uh, all of their days to go to the place of the world to have uh, a satisfaction for uh, the soul. As one of the the old church fathers. He said, the hungry soul is almost distracted till it enjoys the thing it hungers after. Almost distracted until it enjoys the thing that it hungers after. See, friends, it is when we're at the ends of the earth that we see the goodness, the mercy of the Lord. The manifestation of this this hunger will will also be uh, evident uh, when uh, there is indeed that that true appetite. Now, one of the marks of a person who is physically unwell, and we're talking here now about the the body. One of the marks you know you're not well is when you go off your food. When you go off your food. Well, friends, if that is if that is so in the in the temporal realm and, and in the physical things, how much more so is it in the spiritual things? The starving do not need to be told to eat. They do not need to be told to eat. They feed upon Christ. Our friends, this morning. By faith as we lay hold upon him. Is he the one that we can say that is sweet to our taste? Is he the one that we can say that Christ is our all and in all? The fifth thing about this, this hunger that is clearly demonstrated is that there will be satisfaction. Satisfaction. There is a hungering and a thirsting after righteousness, after heavenly things. And friends, when that is there, there will be the satisfaction within the soul. Because Christ is, is to him. It's interesting, this past while I've been reading some of the, uh, the older writers, some of the great Scottish divines and, and some of the English divines as well. And they would speak about the marrow. They would speak about that which is necessary and that which is sweet to the taste. Uh, James Durham, the great Scottish divine, he, he preached through Isaiah 53 and it was the marrow of Christ. Well, friends, the marrow is something that is satisfying. And if the child of God have so tasted that the Lord is good, then they will be satisfied with it. No one has ever come and fed upon the Lord and has not been satisfied. You go and you ask any Christian, have you any regrets from feeding upon the Lord? Not one of them will say 
if they have been truly converted, not one of them will say, I have regrets. Because you see, that hunger, that spiritual hunger has, has been satisfied. And we might go through a period of time in, in our lives and we'll wonder what the vacancy in our life is. And we'll wonder what the emptiness in our, in our lives might be. And then when the Lord draws us onto himself and he brings us and he, and he feeds us, then we can look back and we say, I know what I was missing. I fed upon the bitter herbs of the world instead upon the marrow of Christ. An insatiable hunger. A manifest hunger. It's a discernible hunger, and with this we will finish. Friends, we pray that you are here this morning and you have that clear hunger. And that, that hunger is a hunger which signifies life within you. Signifies life within you. A body that is no longer having life is a body that doesn't eat. It cannot. And so it is with a soul that has life. It is a soul that, that, that eats. Now, you don't need to teach a, a, a baby how to be hungry. Uh, the child is, is born with that instinct. And, and friends, that, that, is, that is so with, uh, with, with one that has been touched by the Spirit of the Lord. The Lord has so touched them. And they have fed from the Lord. If there is no desire then there's something wrong with the fundamentals uh, of our profession. And a hunger, well, it suggests health, doesn't it? It suggests health. We wouldn't go to a doctor if we didn't have, have issues uh, to do with our, our body. Well, friends, with the Lord, the Lord has, has provided for us uh, abundantly. Uh, Thomas Guthrie one of the, uh, the Scottish writers, he said this, if you find yourself loving any pleasure more than your prayers, any book better than the Bible, any house better than the house of the Lord, any table better than the Lord's table, any persons better than Christ, or any indulgence better than the hope of heaven, Be alarmed. Be alarmed. Often, in this, when there is spiritual famine, there is no discernible hunger. Friends, we live in, in days of low spirituality. We live in those days. That is evident. It is all around us. But when the word comes and when the Holy Spirit blows, there can be a change in the moment of a time.
And if there is to be a change, that can only happen when the wind of the Spirit blows. You have a situation where there is a picture of Israel. And it's brought before us in, in Ezekiel's prophecy. And when you go to Ezekiel's prophecy, as, as you will know yourself, there are, well, there are very dark things there, very heavy things there. And one of the brightest places in Ezekiel's prophecy, in actual fact, is in chapter 37. Now, you might not think that when you come to read chapter 37, because here the prophet is given a vision of, of Israel, and that vision of Israel is as a valley of dry bones. There they are. They're, they're lying. They're, they're, they're strewn on the ground. And the picture is, is, is a picture of spiritual death. It's a, it's a picture of spiritual hopelessness. And the question then comes to Ezekiel. As these bones are dry to, to impress upon us the, uh, the unlikelihood of, of life itself, the word comes to Ezekiel. Can these bones live? I don't know what I would have said. Can these bones live? Oh, Lord God, thou knowest. And Ezekiel was told to, to prophesy unto the bones. And as he preached unto the bones, we are told the bone came to the bone. Just imagine uh, the, the bones coming together. Strewn, they came together. And then there were sinews laid upon the bones. And then the flesh covered the bones. Just in front of Ezekiel's eyes. But you know, despite the fact that these bones now had the outward semblance of, of bodies, there was the absence of one fundamental component. And that was life. That was life. The flesh was there. The sinews were there. Uh, they, uh, they, the form was there. The, the fatness was there. But if you looked upon the body, it wasn't breathing. It wasn't living. See, friends... How important the preaching of the word is. For the preaching of the word, important as it is, only does so much. What was Ezekiel told? The call upon the four winds. The four winds would come and it would blow over the slain. And then we're told something. Oh, that was the difference. They stood upon their feet. An exceeding great army. The word wind is the word that that is translated as the, the equivalent word in the New Testament is maybe the best way of explaining it as new man. 
it's it's breath it's it's wind it's another word for the spirit when the spirit comes the bones are no longer bones but there is life in the body friends the work of the spirit is the work that we need in these days that when a man or a woman or a young person or a boy or a girl is is brought to hunger and thirst after righteousness they will be filled they will be filled and friends this morning i want to just close with this one thing maybe you are here and you have never felt this hunger you've never felt this hunger and friends the word of god brings a rebuke to you it does it does you have perhaps been filling yourselves with the things that will fail and evaporate away what you need is to cry out for this hunger to cry that the lord would give you this hunger that in his grace and in his mercy he would satisfy your soul maybe this morning i'm speaking to someone here and you you profess the the lord's name but perhaps within the confines of your heart there is uh, a hunger that is growing ever less maybe for the the things of the lord and it's been filled up with other things ah oh, friends these other things will they will crumble this world is crumbling uh, the the new buildings that are going up you 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 can see the the residue of time coming on they are they are failing and we are receiving aren't we that constant reminder that we need in these days to be ever closer to the lord and to the things of the lord hungering and thirsting after righteousness only the lord can satisfy and what of the people well you're blessed if this is you you are blessed if this is you may the lord bless his word let us pray our gracious lord as we draw before thee this morning we thank thee for thy mercy oh we thank thee for thy grace thy grace that is sufficient uh, even for the hunger that we have we pray that thou would be the one who would as we go forth from this place will continue to satisfy the soul ah oh, we pray gracious lord that we would not be looking for the onions and the garlics and the cucumbers of egypt but that we would be satisfied with the manna that thou hast given us 
ever-blessed and eternal Lord, we pray that thou would continue with us, that thou would accept us, and all we ask is in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen.